mom and tots today we're gonna to be talking about baby's first year so much happens in the baby's first year uh lots of fun things lots of nasty things and not so great things when it comes to breastfeeding right. but hey here we are to talk about every single thing we can't get to everything but we're gonna talk about topics like baby food when to feed your baby um breastfeeding obviously a big one sleep deprivation and of course what happens to us when we don't get enough sleep so you guys ready yeah oh. all right let's go, go. There's a lot of controversy between what's better for baby, bottle feeding, breastfeeding, formula, but what's best is getting the kid fed and not one thing works for every child. For example, for me, I was able to stay home and breastfeed, but not everybody has that opportunity. Right, like I had to go to work right away and so I needed something that was gonna not only accommodate my work schedule, but be convenient mm -hmm. and compact. I didn't want a big bulky bag with all of my you know, utensils to pump at work. So I have a pumping backpack and this is the motor. It's super easy to connect and then it has its own little, it has its own little cooler and has all the utensils you need. It can store your storage baggies for your breast milk, cleaning supplies. Um, it was really convenient and made my breastfeeding journey a lot easier because I wasn't so stressed out as to how I'm gonna continue my breastfeeding the baby without having the proper you know, pump to get that accomplished. Mm -hmm. And then sometimes people can't breastfeed, right? So um, anybody here? Yes. I couldn't. I, I know we I, had the same We story, had the same right? conversation. We talked about it. And um, I had a hard time with all three of my kids really latching. So it was very, very hard for me to, you know, get them to breastfeed. I finally did get them to breastfeed, but I had to do both the bottle and uh, breastfeed. So for me, it was a little bit more difficult. But as long as I saw that they were getting fed and they were going to sleep and they were fine, I felt at ease for myself and I wasn't stressed out as much as, and I didn't feel guilty about not giving them my nurse, my breast milk versus regular, you know, milk that we get from the hospital when we first have the baby. So it goes both ways. Yeah. And I feel like that's a really great point that Nikki put, um, said that not only do you breastfeed, but also bottle feed because it's mm -hmm. not always convenient to like mm -hmm. pop out your boob and feed yeah. the baby. <laughs> right. It's not, and yeah. you're at the market, the baby's crying. It's sometimes it's a lot easier to just hand them a bottle. Right. So it's a really great point that, you know, moms get to have those two options. I mean, I did both. Um, with my daughter, I was gun ho on just breastfeeding the whole time. I breastfed probably for nine or 10 months. Um, I was a cow. I mean, I would, I can squirt you in the eye from 10 feet away if I could with my milk. Sorry, TMI, but that's the truth. That's what we, some of us were so literally engorged after two or three hours that you couldn't even touch yeah. my boobs without them going Psh. No, I'm not kidding. So for me, it was easy to breastfeed with my daughter because I literally would breastfeed her on one uh, breast and on the other breast, I had the pump going. So I would go like four, eight ounces on each round and it was amazing, it was great. But when we had my daughter, 
like a year into it, my husband's like, I don't want any more kids. I'm like, what? No more kids. This is one. I was like, this is not what we agreed to. So uh, I went through a major depression and I said, I need to go get help. And when I spoke to my uh, doctor, she's like, why don't you do this, something for you? And well, my boobs were hanging down to my knees. So I decided that I'm going to go ahead and cut them off. Yes. I got oh. a <laughs> breast reduction. I went from a 38H to a 34B. Yeah, I had similar, see I wasn't the same as you. I had mm -hmm. a similar situation as Nikki. I couldn't breastfeed because my son wouldn't latch. Mm -hmm. So they put him on me after he was born. He wouldn't latch and he didn't eat. He was born at eight in the morning. It was like five in the afternoon and they were still trying to get him to latch. Mm -hmm. And I was getting anxious because my baby was tiny. He was six pounds and he hasn't eaten. So finally I had a nurse that came in and gave me a bottle of formula and he drank the whole thing. But it goes back to shaming. You know, yeah, like yeah. because mm -hmm. the nurses were like, well, you should breastfeed right. and breast is best and yeah. your son. And I didn't care at that point. It was just feed him. Right. And I dried up really quick, yep. which was good for me, though, because at my job, I didn't have the, the space to breastfeed. Yeah. I work in a very small Catholic school, middle school, so I couldn't pump in my yeah. classroom, you know, with yeah. teenage boys. So the formula turned out to be a blessing because my husband could also feed him. And yeah. he felt that connection and that bond. So I had that support as well. And yeah, there's pros and cons yeah. to everything. Yeah. Totally. So one of the really great products that we found is Mama's Milk Wrap. And it's this brand new, super amazing, innovative product that helps with breastfeeding. So it's a wrap that you wear when you're either pumping or a few minutes before you pump. And you can put it in the microwave and it heats it. This is like a very natural way of encouraging milk production to raise your milk production when you're breastfeeding or when you're pumping and storing for later. Mama's Milk Wrap is so innovative. I've never seen anything like it. I wish I had this like 10 years ago. Um, and I really encourage women to try it. They have a new program that they're trying to roll out where if you buy a milk wrap, they're going to have a consultant come out to you and help you not only how to use it, but how to latch, they will help you with your breastfeeding journey. This product is so amazing. It's fresh and new. There's so many products out there that help with breast milk production that you have to ingest. This is a really great natural way of building your production without having to ingest any kind of supplements. Well, and there's, you know, I feel like I need to say one more thing about being able to breastfeed. It wasn't all roses and rainbows, like cracked nipples, yes. mastitis. Yes. There's a whole mastitis. Oh, it's the worst. Engorgement. There's, oh, yeah, engorgement. Oh. There's a whole host so of things much. that can go wrong with mm -hmm. breastfeeding, and so thank God there's places like lactation consultants yeah. to go to and to help you figure out things like a latch, or uh, La Leche League is a great mm -hmm. organization. There's resources, but it's not easy. I nursed my son for almost three years. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, he weaned fully a month before his third birthday. And my body, and I, I was surprised. I didn't think I was gonna be that mom. Before I got pregnant, I was kind of grossed out by breastfeeding, <laughs> to be completely honest. Um, so it was like every, every month it was another goal. I'm gonna go three months, I'm gonna go six months. I'm, right. Well, we're gonna go a year. Oh, World Health Organization says two years. If you can, I'm gonna go two years. Yeah. And then there we are, and he's talking and, and trying to understand. And But it kind of, so weaning for me just ended up
being a natural progression. It was, we were both, that was the time for us to wean. And a lot of children are ready to start the process at six months. They start nursing less and the and other things like start ticking really in. that's a really good point that mm -hmm. you brought up that you kind of let the baby lead your journey. Mm -hmm. And I love the fact that she had goals. So you don't have to necessarily say, oh, I'm just gonna go full force because you never know mm -hmm. the challenges you're gonna get, whether mm -hmm. it's cracked nipples, bleeding nipples, yes. or you dry up so quickly, or like me and Nelly, <laughs> we, we were like cows, you know? Um, <laughs> me too. But it's really important to have that kind of open-mindedness as far as like, where your journey is going to go and I love that you have like the six month mark and the nine month mark. I did the same thing this past time with my son and I did six months. I'm like if we could just get through six months I'll be happy because I know that I gave him, I gave him the best nutrition I possibly could and then at nine months I just continued and then we're at 12 months and it's like my husband's like the kids got teeth. <laughs> Are you serious right now? You know? Well, you can he's, just do what Nikki did. Do what I did. <laughs> do what she did. My longest, my longest was Kobe and that little booger. Whew. Kobe was, he was greedy. So it's like I couldn't keep him fed long enough. I mean, as soon as he get off of one, I take him to another one. He like just, just, just get mad with it and nipple and just trying to bite it. And I was like, he's upset because there's no more milk. And he would just get so upset. Like, it was like major, and then I'll give him a bottle, he could just gulp it down and throw it at the bottle. I'm like, oh crap, I ain't got no more. So he was my, I said, I'm not doing this no more. I'm not breastfeeding anymore, I'm done. And so before I had my third one, but my mom said, well, you can eliminate all that. You can just put some vinegar, some cabbage on them suckers, and then it'll dry it all up, and that's what I did. And there you Why go. Why did I have vinegar <laughs> and that was cabbage? Like, didn't I know. I was like, did you make a salad for yourself? You know, I was just like, my mom just had me right there. She said it's gonna be. I was crying and Kobe was crying and you know, my mom was like, girl, come here. Let me just use this country remedy. Get some cabbage, put some vinegar in there, and put them on your breast and wrap you up. I did it and. Can I do that on my stomach? I know. Right here, like vinegar pretty, pretty much helps everything. Vinegar and swallow. cabbage. That's it. You know, I'm gonna smell like. Mm. So, well, weaning you know, is a really so. important thing, and it's really great that we have options like bottle feeding. So we actually have a few different types available at the stores, and it's really important to know that it's okay to have bottle feeding. Um, my son actually did both, bottle feeding and breast, and finding the right bottle was the oh, hardest hard. thing. Yes. We went through six different bottles. Um, some were really complicated. So Others were really nipple. simple. Yeah, and he just didn't gravitate to any of these. <laughs> and he also had allergies. So when you're going through this whole journey with breastfeeding and bottle feeding, Babies can have an allergic reaction yeah. to formula. My son ended up having an allergic reaction, so we ended up having to go to a specialist and we had to um, get new formula, a formula that I didn't even know existed that were not um, dairy-based. They're not dairy-based, so... which yeah, that is that one's expensive. You had to feed him out. Really, oh, really yeah. expensive. It's like the 40% increase yeah. in the Yeah, the it's really expensive, but... Um, Going with that, too, is when to introduce foods and solids. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times babies um, wean about, you know, six months or so, and that's a really great time to start introducing baby food because their stomachs are a little bit more developed and they can actually take in a lot more mm -hmm. solid foods. I think that also pediatricians give us 
all sorts of different advice now. Like my pediatrician was wait till six months before introducing mm -hmm. foods, but I know a lot of other people's told me their pediatricians even more recently yeah. have said three or four months. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So right. and then <laughs> when you're introducing those foods, it's really important to kind of go through each food per week. So right. And then they actually have different stages of food. So starting off with vegetables is always a good way to go. Mm -hmm. And you want to start with just the plain vegetable. You don't want to have like anything mixed in just yet because if they do have a reaction, you won't really know which food is causing yeah, the reaction. Right. Introduce the so, foods, wait three days, yeah. right. and then start it happening. And then after, after all the vegetables, you go through all the vegetables, then you're gonna wanna go through fruits, and then you're gonna wanna wait those three or four days, wait for any reaction, check their poop, cause their poop is gonna change, mm, let me definitely. tell you. Mm -hmm. It goes yeah, from like this watery, creamy yellowish mm. to really <laughs> gross, disgusting, <laughs> chunky, like 30-year-old smelly. Man. It gets bad. It gets, it gets really bad. bad. And then after you go through the single foods, you're going to want to go through the mixed fruits. Mm -hmm. So once you do know that they don't have an allergic reaction to certain foods, then you're going to want to go ahead and start mixed fruits, mixed vegetables. After about 46 months, then you're going to want to start introducing meats. Because meat's really important to have that protein in their diet. So I have these that I started giving my son because those purees were just not filling him up anymore. By, by the time he was about 10 months old, he needed something more in his diet. And so some of these products are really great, but they can get very pricey. And when I'm a mom on the go and it's super busy, we usually take these with us because mm -hmm. yeah. I'm at the park, we're, we're at yeah. baseball practice, we're at softball practice. You just pop off the top, the baby holds it himself, and he feeds it. himself. But these get really pricey, so what I started doing was really playing with the idea of how am I going to feed him with the vegetables and fruits that I have at home. So I think it's good, like we all have our personal choices, just like with breastfeeding, right? right. So store-bought versus you know, homemade, but I think there's something we can all agree on, is the baby's first year and how much sleep do we actually get as moms, <laughs> if any, can right? You see my dark circles, like, <laughs> I'm over here yawning. I mean, I hope they don't catch it. That's what for. So I know everyone says you nap when baby sleeps. Absolutely. But is that realistic? It's not realistic. My OCD doesn't let me. It's laundry, it's cleaning, it's mopping, it's dishes because I cannot sit down. Or you have a second child that needs your attention. Right. It's right. not gonna happen. I if you if it does happen, you either have a wonderful spouse or a mother who's watching your child 24/7. Even in the first day, even in the first weeks, like I could not sleep. I was like this, holding the baby's stomach to see if she was mm -hmm. still yeah. breathing. I still do that now. And I'm like, my uh, three and a half and a one and a half. It's never easy to just take a nap. It's so hard. So that first year, you're like a zombie. Well, even trading off on the nighttime feedings, those of you that breastfed, like you couldn't just hand mm -hmm. the baby to your mm -hmm. husband or say, you got this one. Because, oh, no. right? So yeah. that's hard. You let, I just let my husband deal with the diaper changes occasionally. And that was our trade off. Mm -hmm. But, you know, some mothers I know co-sleep. That was mm. another, that's another point. Which is a scary mm -hmm. thing because it's a, yes. a whole bunch of safe sleeping practices. Right. Later mm -hmm. on in my um, 
motherhood. We co-slept, but in the beginning stages, I, I didn't yeah. want to roll over on him or right. put a blanket over mm -hmm. his head. Mm -hmm. uh, SIDS is a real thing. And it, that <laughs> yeah. comes back to like being very careful because you know in the hospital when I was in the hospital with Ryan, uh, I think it's called Code White. A mm -hmm. mom fell asleep while she was breastfeeding, and basically, oh my um, God. The, luckily the child made it, but they had to introduce CPR because she fell asleep on him, and her boobs were so big oh. that he kind of just whoop. And he's a they're, they're newborns; they're like right. little right. little little yeah. things. Yeah. So it's important to know that cold sleeping is great. Mm -hmm. A lot of moms think a lot of moms and a lot of parents do it because it creates a different right. bond, but you have to be safe about it. Nowadays, they have these things which are great for cold sleeping, which are the, the DACA tots. They're mm -hmm. super expensive, by the way, but oh, they yeah. work great. And they're safety-wise, they're, they're, safety they're really good because they, you put them in between you and your spouse, and you can check on the baby, and you can still have that connection right. with your right. child. I'm not that type of person. I put my son and my daughter in the crib as early as six weeks because I'm, mm -mm. they were with me for the first six weeks, and then I put them in the crib because right. mama needed to sleep. Right, so. and there shouldn't be any like shame in that having them in their crib versus having them in their in the bed with you, mm -hmm. close sleeping. Whatever works for one mom may not necessarily work for the next mom. And it goes to keeping ourselves healthy. Mm -hmm. You know, I knew my son co-slept with us, but only because he got hand, foot, mouth disease when he was like ten weeks old. And if anybody knows that, it's very it's very. They say it's very like oh, it's just a mild disease. He had blisters all over his body. I got it. You couldn't sleep for days. So he slept so that I could get some rest, so that I could keep myself healthy, you know? But I, I think that keeping yourself healthy is also a really right. important way to avoid rolling over on your child. Because mm -hmm. I remember nursing my child and falling asleep sitting straight up many, many times. Mm -hmm. So, as you said, keep yourself healthy. Keep yourself healthy. Drink a lot of water. Mm -hmm. Make sure you're eating. Because oh, eat. I know the first couple weeks you don't eat. No, but don't. it's trying to find a balance so that you keep yourself in check so that you can be there for your baby. Absolutely. All right, guys, go ahead and stay tuned. We are going to go straight to the cooking right now. We're going to teach you a couple quick recipes that are going to help you to create your own foods at home. Also, I'll be talking about a, a few different things with Nikki about what kind of different vegetables you can do in the Instant Pot itself or the Crock Pot. We're going to be sharing quick little recipes that you can feed your children with. As promised, we are bringing to you one of our favorite recipes. Nikki's going to show you how to do it in the crock pot, and I'm going to show it to you in the Instant Pot. The Instant Pot, the only benefits that it has from a crock pot is that it does it a lot quicker for us moms that are constantly on the go. So very simple. All we need is some chicken breast or chicken thigh, depending on how much taste you want, because the thighs do have better flavor. Yes. Um, we got some sweet potato, some cinnamon, some butter, and some water. We prefer to have chicken broth if possible, but water will work as well. So go ahead, let me know how you do it in the crock pot, because I've never done it in a crock pot before. Okay, so for the crock pot version, it's just a little bit, only difference is that I brown the chicken before I place it in the crock pot to add a little bit more flavor to the chicken, and then I place it on the bottom, and then I cut up my sweet potatoes just like this, kind of like a, like a round shape. I, I leave the skin on it because the skin is good. It's gonna peel off anyway once, you, once it gets done. And then I place the sweet potatoes right on top of the chicken, okay? So that they can go around the chicken. And then I put butter on top as well and sprinkle a little bit of my, uh, my uh, chicken broth. I pour a little bit of chicken broth over it and let it cook for on low for like four to six hours or high four hours. And then it just smells, the aromas there. Mm -hmm. And then it just comes out. 
And then I put my cinnamon and my nutmeg on top and butter and smash it up together. It says it's a sweet potato smash. Or I also would bake my baked potatoes, put them whole inside the oven, let them cook for about an hour, and slow cook the chicken, still brown it with the chicken broth as well if the kid's a little bit older. So I have two different versions for the six months and then I have a version for older. You know, so we can all enjoy the dinner. So I do it a couple ways. Yeah, my way for the crock pot is very similar to yours, except I layer the chicken on the bottom, whether it be chicken thighs or chicken breast. Mm -hmm. And then on top of the chicken, I actually just slice the sweet potatoes. You can actually do it like this, but I kind of like to leave them halfway okay. so that they're more, like when you take them out, they're kind of more of a, they're, they're, almost, they're almost whole. Yeah, almost and you whole. just yeah. peel them off, it comes right yeah. off. But for the sake of doing it for babies, we need to get them pureed. Right. So you can definitely cut them into thinner slices. Mm -hmm. Once you put the sweet potato and the chicken, I just basically get a few tablespoons of butter, put a tablespoon of butter on top of each piece of chicken and also on top of the sweet potato. Um, sprinkle a little bit of cinnamon on top and you're good to go. You're gonna go ahead and close your Instant Pot lid. Oh, wait, I almost forgot the water. You can actually use either chicken broth or water. I prefer chicken broth. You put one cup of chicken broth or water into your Instant Pot. You go ahead and close it and put your vent to seal. If you're not familiar with this, this is very important, guys. This is when I start to let go of the pressure. As you can see, it goes everywhere. Um, so this chicken is already cooked. We pre-cooked it so you can see what it looks like. But once you open it, you have to be careful. This is a safety thing, so please listen up on this one. Your Instant Pots are great, but one thing that people do not realize is if they don't put the vent to seal, the meat actually doesn't cook or nothing in there cooks. So we actually put it in there for high pressure for 10 minutes. It builds a pressure and then it starts counting down from 10 to zero. Right now it's ready. So I'm gonna go ahead and release the pressure on the Instant Pot and we're gonna see our chicken and sweet potato. So this takes a little bit longer. Um, it probably takes about one to two minutes for it to quick release. You can actually let it sit and it will naturally release, okay. um, which actually makes the chicken a lot more tender. But for the sake of going, doing something quick and fast, I just did a quick release on this recipe. See, it's almost done. You wanna make sure that all the air and all the pressure is out of the quick, uh, out of the Instant Pot before you open it. It actually has a very good safety lock right here. There's like a little metal thing that stands up and once the pressure is released, it oh. just goes click, and you hear it click and that means that it's safe to open up your Instant Pot. So it's almost done. All right, so our pin just dropped on our Instant Pot. We're gonna go ahead and open it. And as you can see, wow. I'm gonna show you guys how easily your sweet potatoes are already cooked. I'm gonna grab one here. And slice through that oh. bad boy. Ooh. Super soft. Wow, look at that. And you just, just literally right take apart. this straight into the food processor and you mash it all mash up it all with up. the chicken, with your cinnamon butter. and your butter, and you have a delicious meal. Of course, let me show you guys the chicken. We have that bowl there, please. Yes. Mm -hmm. And the chicken breast is down here. Now, once again, you can totally add some salt and pepper to the chicken for more flavor, but that's completely up to you. That is optional. So once you have your chicken, you grab your chicken and your sweet potato, put it in a, in a processor, and just mix it all up. Um, you can add nutmeg, you cinnamon, can add whatever you like to butter, add. You can bring the 
flavor to it. Olive yeah. oil. Yes. Obviously, mm -hmm. introduce these foods little by little. We want to make sure that your your kids are not allergic. But if they're on the older side, eight months plus, I think it's good to you go. Can put some salt and pepper on there. And this is delicious. <laughs> I want to get. Actually, it smells really good. I no, want to get really into does it right smell now. Good. All right, guys, that was our episode for today. Stay tuned in next week for another episode of Mom and Tots. And if you have any questions or comments, please enter them below.